0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of What's Your Fantasy of Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm one of your co-co-hosts, MJ here with Scott and Steve-O. Gentlemen, how was your Christmas holiday? You enjoy yourselves? Good time with family? Well, it you was, were together.
1: We were together, had a white Christmas in Nebraska, which was really fun. Um
0: what was the it coolest was, uh, part other than the White Christmas? What'd you say? What's the coolest part about your visit in Nebraska other than the White Christmas?
1: I think just playing a lot of games, a lot of board games, <laughs> big, big oh, game family It's so, a family? I love it. Yeah. So we uh, um, played this game called Hitzer, which I recommend. It's a Spotify based game where you kind of guess songs and years, artist. Um, which is really fun and i also got the family on this game called wavelength which is uh, a game that you can play on your phone it's an app and it's basically just kind of a where do people think your mind is at game and um anyways plug for wavelength but uh yeah it was it was a
0: good time yeah scott you share the same sentiments i assume of course anything to add uh, yeah, no, it was a really, really good visit. Had Stephen and the rents
2: in town um, hit the uh, snow button, and we're fortunate enough to get a white Christmas here in Nebraska. It was looking like it was just gonna be cold rain, and then the temperature dipped, and uh, we we got about I would say four inches to half a foot.
0: Dang. Um, nice. So yeah, all time. awesome gentlemen. Yeah, I spent some time with uh, some family here, uh, Sydney's family, and of course we had our cat Christmas. Our cats got all their gifts and we loved it. That was our start of our morning. So awesome, gentlemen. Uh, We'll go ahead and move into our icebreaker, of course, which is about Christmas. It's going to be our favorite Christmas gift this year. Uh, Mine is going to have to be, of course, I'll start, excuse me, gentlemen, but mine's going to have to be this um, vinyl from one of my favorite bands, uh, Manholds.
1: (laughs) <laughs> oh, sorry go ahead
0: <laughs> yeah uh nickelback yes of course my favorite no manwolves it's there uh they released a special edition red uh vinyl for my favorite album there's a safety meeting uh highly recommend i i told her i told it about her like months ago and it took up until like two weeks before christmas to come in and gosh there's a picture of me being just an absolute shock on my face sydney took so um who'd like to go next steve-o Yeah. So I got some
1: cologne, um, which I was really excited about first, first time in I think close to 15 years. So I've been like, have have had like the same cologne since middle school, high school almost. Um, Oh, so
0: you've just been spraying it all over
1: yourself. Been well to to get rid of it for the new cologne. Yeah. But (laughs) I've, I've, I've been using it sparsely over the last decade. Um, been rocking with, uh, polo blue and this lacoste cologne um and i i got some dior sauvage and versace dylan blue this year and they are pleasant smells Mm. and the the dior is like intoxicating so i know that the idea is to intoxicate others but i was intoxicating myself with the dior sauvage already so Highly recommended for whoever is looking for a new cologne.
0: I was not expecting that. Thank you so much, Steve-O. I love good to cologne too. I actually got Sydney a, uh, Billy mm-hmm. Eilish's. Yeah. Oh, Billy actually oh, smells like vanilla beans. So, love uh, that, which is her favorite. Uh, <laughs> awesome, awesome gifts. Uh, Steve-O Scott,
2: let's hear it. Uh, a lot of, a lot of good things at Christmas this year. Um, I think the best was just the family coming to visit and getting to, to share some wonderful experiences with them. Um, and uh, we we got a few appliances also that uh, we needed around the house. Got a coffee maker, uh, an air fryer, and a um, crock pot as well. So oh. kind of we we've got what it all now. Yeah. So a um, no, really
0: really good Christmas.
2: But uh, best part was the family coming to visit for sure.
0: Okay. Awesome. Wonderful icebreaker. You guys, we'll go ahead and scoot on over to our week sixteen recap. And uh, if you have got lucky enough, I guess. Um, had these, some of these key players we're going to talk about, I mean, good for you. Um, of course this week is, a, uh, the championship championship week for a lot of teams here. And we're going to recap it with, uh, who, who has been a long favorite of me and Steve O's. And I think we've finally converted Scotty boy over here, Mari Cooper, right? The Browns versus the Texans, uh, Cleveland winning 36 to 22 Joe Flacco, of course, completely reinvigorating this offense. 368 yards, three touchdowns, uh, two INTs, Jerome Ford, 15 for 25. So looking rough in the rush game, one touchdown. Kareem Hunt getting a rushing touchdown on 11 yards. Of course, Amari Cooper, like I said, 11 receptions on 15 targets, 265 yards, two touchdowns. And um, what is the exact total he scored out for you guys? I think both of you are uh, Cooper uh, owners, correct? I think it was like 46. yeah me six
2: yeah so I had him in uh what's your fantasy against Steven in the semifinals it was
0: exactly 48 48 oh. even so uh just under a third of my point total dang he nearly dropped two quarters the man Amari Cooper uh David Njoku of course coming up uh with six for 44 and one touchdown on well, the Houston side of things. And it's, it's such a shame after we've, you know, we were so hyped up on this team until of course, Stroud has been out with that concussion. Davis mills, uh, 149, two touchdowns. Um, I mean, Devin Singletary, nine carries 44 yards, Dalton Schultz, uh, pacing everybody eight for 61, Nico Collins, four for 18 and one touchdown and Andrew Beck. I have no idea who that is. Uh, two for six for one touchdown. Um, Oh, gosh, uh, I guess I need to aim this towards Amari Cooper it, with Flacco. I mean, of course, we've seen a resurgence of Cooper and Njoku in this past game. Uh, maybe a dumb question, but uh, uh, would you uh, must start Amari Cooper as a wide receiver too? You know, other yeah. than your alpha? Yeah,
1: I think you got to after. I mean, obviously, his production from last week is not sustainable, but yeah, um you have to go with guys that are hot, and you would chew yourself in the foot if he went off again in the championship. So, I think you got to put him at least as your wide receiver, too.
2: Yeah, I second that. Um, I definitely don't expect 48 out of him again. If it happens again, that would be <laughs> def- definitely not like half of that, I would be happy. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I agree with Steven. I think he's a must start. He's had two sharp weeks in a row. Looks like the chemistry's there with Joe Flacco. Um, and if you're dealing with uh, a wide receiver, like a big name wide receiver that's injured right now, um, I think he's a very solid replacement, uh, me as an example in the championship, uh, Jamar chase, very questionable to play this week, likely not playing. So, um, I think Amari Cooper is, is gonna be my best bet
0: as his replacement for sure. Yeah. And of course, I mean, the question I think we have for the, uh, upcoming season, right. As this season comes to a fold, um, I don't think the odds are high that Joe Flacco keeps his job, right? Of course, Deshaun Watson, uh, having that massive contract, still coming back from I think that shoulder surgery he had. How high are you guys with Watson coming back next season? With Watson, I'm, I'm well with with Cooper and Njoku.
1: I I think I feel just pretty average with. Cooper and Njoku. Um, like, I, th- I think Omari Cooper is going to kind of just s- stay where he's been over the last couple of years as a, as a wide receiver, too. Okay, um, He's going to be a target guy, and I think he's going to – he's still going to be the, kind of the alpha on their offense. Um, and, I, and I think that the coaches will at least try to get Njoku more involved, so I think he'll be a top 10 tight end. But, you know, I don't think these guys are just going to have multi-touchdown games every week like they've had over the past – you know, month or so. Um, yeah. But I will say, I don't, let's not count it out that we have to wait and see how far the Browns go. Um, if they, one, if they get into the playoffs and two, if they make a run. Joe Flacco is going to be the starting quarterback for next year. So oh. that is, that is in the realm of possibilities.
0: Yeah, I can see that.
1: I, uh, I, I will say, put it in writing. Now, if Joe Flacco gets the Browns, which I know is a long shot, if he gets the Browns to the AFC championship game, he will be the starting
0: quarterback for the Browns for 2024. That's a lofty goal, but that, that's, um, I mean,
2: there are worse bets out there. Um, I think that there's definitely a quarterback competition if that happens because, like MJ said, Sean Watson's on a huge contract. We know his upside if he can return to form. Um, we're expecting to see it yeah. this year. Right, if. We were expecting to see it this year. It didn't happen. It ended up getting hurt. And um Joe Flacco has found the fountain of youth, right? So I think at a minimum – um, Joe Flacco, as long as he wants to keep playing, he could probably find a job or a very high, at least backup role somewhere yeah. uh, moving forward. As far as Amari Cooper goes, um, besides the 2021 year where he missed a game and CeeDee Lamb started um, basically breaking out uh, as a young gun, um, he has been top 15 or better. So that's, that's for the last five years and in that year in 2021, he was number 27 with a game missed. So, um, put respect currently his name. Yeah. Yeah. He's currently 12 right now in half point PPR and PPR. So, Woo! um, and, and to be fair, a quarter of that was, uh, this his past last seven, game, right. But, <laughs> but still, you know,
0: Amari Cooper, don't forget about him. Don't don't sleep on them. Don't sleep the oldies, but goodies, baby. Um, we'll move on to our next game, Baltimore, uh, giving San Francisco a walloping here, 33 to 19. Uh, Lamar Jackson continues his MVP campaign, Two fifty two for two touchdowns, seven for 45 rushing yards, Gus Edwards, nine for 31, one touchdown, uh, Zay flowers here getting the, uh, one of the two receiving touchdowns, uh, nine for 72 on 13 targets. Uh, and Nelson Aguilar, three for 10 and one tuddy on the 49ers side of things, um, was really a disjointed effort from the 49ers who were playing at home. Correct. They were playing on the Bay, uh, Brock Purdy, two, uh, 255 yards for four INTs, of course, CMC being the most. Uh, consistent player on this team 14 for 103 one touchdown George Kittle uh for all you tight end owners there seven for one twenty six Ayuk six for one thirteen uh Debo four for forty seven well Scott um it kind of happened again Brock Purdy uh played a an excellent Baltimore Ravens defense um and I mean let, let, I'm looking back at his pre, at the previous schedule I think the Last two, decent, uh, three defen- defenses he faced. Minnesota back in week seven, Cleveland week six, Dallas week five. That was when they went through. Uh, he did perform against Dallas. But um, what do you think the Ravens uh, figured out about Purdy? I mean, just put him in uncomfortable spots. Lots of pressure, of course. But uh, they kind of fell off uh, their chair of momentum. They had tons of momentum the last couple of games, right? Y- do you think he can turn it around with the last couple of weeks here?
2: I think he can, but I I also think that the Ravens have kind of given a little bit of a blueprint. You know, you got to put pressure on the Niners. Otherwise, they're just going to run and pass all over you all day long. Um, Yeah, I think Purdy's proven that he's more than just maybe a game manager, which is kind of what I, you know, viewed him as going into the season. Yeah. but yeah, no, I, I think uh, I think if anything they showed that the Ravens were the real deal and
0: yeah. the Niners the Niners aren't unbeatable. Yeah, yeah, love that band. Especially with their hot streak they've had recently. Um quick check up on Lamar Jackson. Uh seven easily dynasty quarterback ranking. I think that's where we've consistently had him, six seven, right?
1: Yeah, I mean I th- I think you could think you got a at least give him a shot at top five at this point. Um hurts, Mahomes, Allen, Burrow. I I, th- I think probably fifth is is where he deserves to be. There's not really any other young guys that I think uh, CJ Stroud I think is maybe the only other Ooh, I yeah I that would kinda... be put up there to compete, but obviously he hasn't no a running game.
2: Yeah. Um Scott, were you gonna add something? No, I just say I think we've you know talked about this a few times the past uh, we weeks or so. Um, I, I think Lamar Jackson is is my five, maybe maybe four, maybe just jumping ahead of Burrow, but it's close between the two of them.
0: Yeah, and I do have to you know note like knock on wood, but a a great healthy season so far for him. I hope he continues to uh, stay healthy, but uh, I think this past offense has really unlocked a lot of opportunity for him because I I feel like he's been staying in the pocket a lot more than usual and actually getting a chance to just scramble. He's gotten a couple uh, option, option runs that well. one of them was four yard loss was crazy, but um. Looking good. Um, love me some Lamar Jackson and Zay Flowers, one of the last players I want to talk about here. Uh, easy next, let's say next year, next year, easy mid to low end wide receiver two for you guys. You feel, I feel like that's pretty generous. Um, I right think on point. Probably fair. I,
1: I still think we need to see some more consistency. Um but I think as a, as a rookie, he's done a really good job, and I think he's been the primary guy with Mark Andrews out. But, yeah, Correct. I think, one, we need to see kind of multiple weeks of consistency, and, two, we have to see what he looks like with Mark Andrews back in the offense. But you would hope that they air it out a little more and give him a shot to make plays going into next year. So I, I think he'll fit in probably in, in exactly where you said mid to late um, wide receiver two. Um with drafts.
0: Yeah, and yeah, Scott, please.
2: Uh, I was gonna say I think towards um towards the late or bottom of wide receiver too, like 20 to 24 uh-huh. range. Okay is there. Yeah. Um I, I think Zay Flowers uh is the wide receiver the Ravens were looking for when they drafted Rashad Bateman. I, I think Yeah, I can agree with that. Zay Flowers is the guy
0: for them now for wide receiver. Yeah, and a quick question this is directed towards free draft. Um, CMC, of course, I believe turning 28 next year, yeah, I believe, let me see. But with him, of course, yeah, turning 28, uh, finishing, of course, as the consensus RB one this year, uh, I mean, in redraft next year, is he going to be your one-on-one do you think he's going to be sh- like, yeah, yeah, no question. Yeah,
1: I, well, go- I think the. I think the only it's either it's either an, it's either our CMC as the running back or it's between Hill Jefferson or Lamb. I think those are probably going to be Vince's oh. top four.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think CMC in a one quarterback league has got to be the one point oh one. But I think those three wide receivers that
0: Stephen mentioned are all viable wide receiver options if you miss out on cmc for sure oh oh yeah great great awesome awesome answers gentlemen uh we'll move on to our last game and i'm sorry scott of course we got to talk about the cowboys losing to that last uh field goal at, at the end of the game to the dolphins 20 to 22 um to a 293 one touchdown uh raheem mostert no touchdowns this week 11 for 46 tyreek hill uh Nine for 99 yards. Of course, Waddle got injured this game, which killed me. And then Raheem, oh, Mostert did get a receiving touchdown here. Um, on the Cowboys side of things, Dak and CD, man. Those are the stories of the game. Dak, 253, two touchdowns. CD continue a wonderful tear game. Six for 118, one touchdown. And Brandon Cook's getting a, a touchdown in the fourth quarter there. Uh, two for 14, one tutty. Uh, I want to get you guys feelings quickly about Tony Pollard. I mean, is he completely, I mean, Scott, you are the resident cowboy fan. Of course you guys are not resigning him next year. Um, but how do you feel about Tony Pollard? What's the earliest you draft him in redraft leagues next year? Is he completely out of the question? That's, that's a huge depends. Um, of course, landing spot team. Yeah. Landing spot. I mean, if he
2: sticks with the Cowboys, it's one thing. Um, Woof. Uh, I would say between running back twenty and running back thirty range. Got so it. yeah,
0: low end RB two to to flex. Yeah, man, uh, he had so much momentum coming into this year. Um, you know, he's finally getting the lead back role. Um, and I mean, of course, on the flip side of things, for him, Mostert, who, gosh, has been an absolute monster this year. I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast yet, but he is. This is his healthiest year the hell this is the first time he's ever made it to uh what week 16 17 um i i don't i don't know about you guys but i feel like he's one of he's gonna be one of those players like you're gonna have to draft at a deal i wouldn't overdraft him next year but i start getting worried about the potential injuries plus the age next year right uh
2: He's one of those players that I hope somebody overpays for.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, and of course, Tyreek, uh, Steve, O. can you say anything more about your man Hill or, I mean, I know you got so much love for him. Yeah. I I mean, I'm
1: not considering age. That's for sure. I think he still looks extremely spry. I know he's been banged up over the past few weeks, but that happens to everyone. Uh And, uh, yeah, no, I, th- I think you're going to light him up going into next year. And if uh, you haven't watched in-season hard knocks yet, you're going to want them even more after watching
0: that. Oh, baby. Um, awesome. Well, wonderful week 16 recap. Scott, hit us with the what's your fantasy championship preview. All right. We are
2: here. Championship week. Um, I have knocked out MJ in the quarterfinals. I hey. knocked out Steven in the semifinals. And I have made it to the championship Albeit lots of luck, um, but I, I feel like I've beaten two of the best teams to get here. I hate you, uh, and and I, <laughs> I am I am matched up against Josh. Who let's start out by um, first a big apology from the What's Your Fantasy podcast.
0: Dude, put some respect all on his name.
2: Put some respect on his name on his team. Um, we all wrote him off. We all had him as like our. 12th place team this year. I think MJ had him 12th for dynasty and here he is in the championship. Um, on paper, uh, I'm about a 20 point favorite favorite, but Josh is not going away. All right. His team has been the underdog throughout the season, literally overperformed. underdog. underdog, Like, yeah, throughout the playoffs and he's made it, um, I, I am not confident by any means. Um, you know I I'm I'm hoping to win, but you know I think Josh might still have some magic left in his hat. Um, just gonna name off some uh some key players in this matchup. He's got Patty Mahomes, who we all know has kind of had a down year this year, but he could pop. Um, I've got uh Murray and Jalen Hurts as my quarterbacks. He actually just picked up Tyrod Taylor because he was rolling with. Uh, DeVito for the past few weeks. So now he's gonna be rolling with Taylor for his other quarterback. Um, he's got both Devon Achan and Roheem Mostert, both listed as questionable. Um, <clears throat> currently both in his starting lineup. He might go with one or the other. I've got Kyron Williams and James Conner, um, who has been hot since Kyler Murray has come back. Uh, we talked about Amari Cooper earlier, Had, gave me a big game against Steven. He's got Puka Nakua, who also was a top three wide receiver last week. Um, I got Brandon Nayuk. He's got Calvin Ridley. I think my biggest advantage, and this is, of course, you know, if, if we get a, a pop game, I got Sam Laporte at tight end. If we get a Sam Laporte pop game, I think, I think that's going to be a key for me to win this matchup. He's got Logan Thomas right now going against San Francisco, uh, which is a tough matchup. Um, in the flex, currently got Josh Jacobs, assuming he's going to be back. If not, I got, uh, Zamir White to plug in and play like I did on Christmas Day. Um, he's got, uh, He's, yeah he's got Ty Chandler um, who was his handcuff to Alexander Madison so um, both might be playing a handcuff there in the uh, in the flex spot um, and then uh, kickers and defenses coin flip we'll see what happens with that I think we all have good matchups there um, on paper like I said slight slight favorite but anything can happen um, I'm happy to, to at least make it to the dance and um, I think time to boogie, baby. Yeah, time to boogie. You said
1: coin flip for kickers and defense. His kicker's currently out, and he has the Pats against Buffalo. You have (laughs) the Browns (laughs) against the Jets. I think that is a
2: landslide. He's all right, but he like he's gonna go and pick up any kicker he wants because there's eighteen available. Right? He's he's gonna go look at rankings. He's gonna play matchups. He's gonna do his work. He's, he's going to do his work, and he's going to get a kicker that's going to put up 8 to 10 points. Easy. Coin flip, I think. And I have Jake Moody, who he's been getting, like, what, 6 to 8 points on average. Um, not a great output from a kicker, uh, but from, like, a dynasty perspective with him being young and on a good offense, he's not a kicker that I want to necessarily drop, right? Yeah. Has a big goal. Hasn't missed a field goal, but also hasn't been given very many opportunities to kick field goals because the team keeps scoring or getting shut out by the Ravens, one or the other. There's not a happy oh, so, medium. Sorry, Emmett hasn't missed an extra point. He has missed a few field goals. Copy, copy, copy. Um, and as far as the Patriots against Buffalo goes, I foresee him dropping one of his players and picking up another defense. He's got a lot of players on his bench that are questionable tagged. Um, got a couple of quarterbacks that don't look like they're going to be starting. I mean, I I'm, I'm not... Managing josh's team for him um he but he's gonna put up a solid team against me in the championship I have no doubt about it that's why I said coin flip because kickers and defenses can mm-hmm. go either way week to week yeah, yeah great I mean, deal, what, man Whoa. what what do you guys see any any inputs or comments on this matchup our first
0: dynasty championship for the what's your fantasy league dude it's so exciting I mean I'm, I'm extremely excited and I mean he's got thing is he's just got players who Oh, my gosh, man. I mean, if Mahomes can turn it around. If Mahomes turn around, the scary part is, of course, he's got Burrow coming back next year. Um, A-chan. a is always primed for a breakout game. And most are, too. And, I mean, starting two players from the same team who have, who have produced together before. It, the question is, will they click, especially against a great defense uh, such as Baltimore? Um, and, of course, Puka. I think Puka is going to be the driving force uh, for his team right here. I mean... Uh, I, I think if Puka doesn't show up, uh, I don't know, man. If Puka doesn't show up big, it's going to be a uh, crush form, big crush form. I, I, I think that's a key matchup
2: in our matchup is yeah. the Rams offense, Kyron mm-hmm. Williams versus Puka Nakua. If Kyron Williams outplays Puka or vice versa, I think that could be a huge swing in our matchup as a whole. So
0: very exciting, very exciting, man. Of course, you've got some pretty good matchups yourself. Hopefully, Mari Cooper can give you a solid floor. Um, I, hopefully 12, 15 points, maybe uh, a touchdown in there. And I think, I don't know, man, it's going to be close. It's going to be closer than we think it's going to be. Yep. But uh, with that, we're going to move
2: on over to Steven with Bubble Rumble.
1: All right, guys, the last Bumble Rumble of the season. Um, we're going to do the statistic Bumble Rumble where I give you guys two stats on the year, um, two sets of stats for two players, and you guys tell me which player you want more. So first, we got a couple of running backs. We have 222 carries for 858 yards, 47 receptions for 348 yards and a touchdown and I'm not including rushing touchdowns. So 222 for 858, 47 receptions for 348 in the touchdown. And that is against 209 carries for 1,012 yards, 25 receptions for 175 yards in three touchdowns. And again, not including rushing touchdowns for either. So 222 for 858 versus 209 for 1012 and then forty-seven receptions for three forty-eight versus twenty-five receptions for one seventy-five.
0: Dang, man! Yes, and I'll take I'll take Player B just because of efficiency on the ground. Uh, I, sure I was going to take I was going to take Player B
2: for the more receiving touchdowns, actually. So same both pick, B, but for yeah. different reasons. Yeah, both B. Well, if I would
1: have thrown in total touchdowns, it would have been a landslide. But this is Joe Mixon versus Raheem Mostert. Were the two.
2: Let's go, Raheem. Good try. I was going to guess.
0: I was going to guess. Yeah, Mostert was one. Dude, of we're them. putting some respect yeah. on their names today. Lots of players.
1: A couple more running backs. Um, one quarterback. Wow. Well, running back one, 249 for 972 yards versus 154 carries for 872 yards. And then we have 28 receptions for 214. Then we have 41 receptions for 316 and then 11 total touchdowns versus 10 total touchdowns. So again, player one, 249 for 972, 28 receptions for 214 and 11 total touchdowns versus 154 for 872, 41 receptions for 316 and 10 total touchdowns.
2: Huh.
0: Give me Give me two for the receiving upside i lean that way as well i'm struggling with guessing who these players are going to be but yeah I, i'll i'll take player two i think you guys will be
1: happy again player one derrick henry oh, versus wow. player two jameer gibbs
0: oh well happy but i mean derrick henry throwing passing touchdowns too but, uh, I'm, ha- I'm, yes. I'm happy with that pick especially for dynasty which,
1: to be fair, I did not include. So Derek Henry actually has an <laughs> additional two touchdowns when you consider his passing touchdowns. Um, next, we have a couple of tight ends. Player 1, 72 for 743 yards and two touchdowns. Player 2, 52 receptions for 574 yards in five touchdowns.
0: I mean, I got to go. Listen, we're talking tight end here, man. It's got to be A, regardless. Uh, I think it's got
2: to be B, the touchdown upside, especially for these past few weeks. I think B is Njoku.
1: Player A was Trey McBride. Player B, Dalton Schultz.
0: Oh. interesting! I, Give me the difference in the receptions and the receiving yards. Like, that makes a big difference. But the touchdowns so have been out. Yes, After touchdowns. Day. Yes, touchdowns. But, like... Trey McBride's him right now. So, uh, I
2: mean, Schultz with CJ Stroud, I think, is going to be a good but. But Stroud, but Stroud isn't here. Which is, alas. <laughs> yeah. The difference.
1: Um, all right. So, next we have a couple of receivers. Player one, 72 receptions for 1,250 yards and five total touchdowns versus 53 receptions for 834 yards and 11 total touchdowns.
0: Hmm. 11 total touchdowns
1: for receiver. So 72 for 1250, five total touchdowns,
0: 53 for 834, 11 total touchdowns. Ugh think give me a. I I love the touchdowns, but I'll take A as well. I, I want the volume.
1: A is Omari Cooper. And B is Debo Samuel. Oh, that's a great one. The key was the the total touchdowns because we were obviously missing out on the rushing yards from Debo Samuel, which is why the receiving was less. Um, A couple more receivers, 95 receptions for 964 and four touchdowns, 85 receptions for 975 and five touchdowns pretty close
0: yeah um i think i'll take a again i'll spice it up i'll take b a
1: for adam thielen and b is Devonte adams wow so thielen has the edge this year but painful yeah yikes <laughs> all right next we have a couple quarterbacks Three thousand six hundred and thirty six passing yards, thirty-five total touchdowns and thirteen interceptions versus three thousand eight hundred and ninety-two passing yards, thirty-two total touchdowns and seven interceptions.
2: Uh-huh. Um give me A, I'm pretty confident who that is. Um I'll take B
0: as well. Oh, B, guys. I think what a is
1: her quarterbacks. A is Jalen hurts and B is Dak Prescott.
0: I mean, yeah, for,
2: for fantasy. Give me
0: hurts. Well, for fantasy, give me Prescott. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the, the difference this year
1: has basically been there's three total touchdowns between the two yeah, and neck and neck. Um, and then last but not least player a 3,598 yards 26 passing touchdowns and eight interceptions versus 4,214 yards, 26 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. And I'll also give you rushing for both. Player A, 157 for one touchdown. Player B, 53 for no touchdowns.
0: Someone who doesn't get a rushing touchdowns, huh? You know what? Hell, it gave me the... Player A, yeah, agreed. Player A,
1: this is five k yards. Baker Mayfield, Player A versus Tua Tagovailoa, Player wow. B.
0: Baker's having a hell of a year, so
2: he really is doing yeah. a good job. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's part of the reason why I am in the championship at RMC. Baker Mayfield,
1: yeah, and he was. Uh, almost a wash coming into the
2: year but but yeah
1: he's turned it around quite a bit great swipes on the players and we will move it on over to on the clock
2: all right I got a question for each of you guys specifically any takers for who wants to go first oh give me give me all right MJ- mm-hmm. the The Detroit Lions are expected to extend Jared Goff after he helped them win their first division title in 30 years. Question one, where does Goff rank in your dynasty quarterback rankings? Question two, what does this do to the value of Hendon Hooker? And question three, do you think Hendon Hooker could be a viable starter somewhere or is he destined to always be a backup? I'll give you 45 seconds, 15 for each.
0: Oh, a little tough man. Uh, you know, I'll give him like at least uh, he's within my top. Doing a little dynasty math here. Honestly, with how well the offense has been now, uh, they might lose their offensive coordinator. I'll still give him like top 14 quarterback, dynasty quarterback. I'll absolutely give him that, especially with the chance of signing an extension. Um, Second question, Scott, which was really quickly. Um, What does this do to the value of Hendon Hooker? I still think Hooker is going to stay about the same. Listen, he's if he's in a good, uh, a well-coached team, um, he has more time to to acclimate. The better we've seen that with Jordan Love. We wrote Jordan Love off. You know, what? give him time. Hooker has run a pro-style offense, so uh, give him some some time to acclimate. And the third one. Uh, the, uh, Do you think he could be a viable starter somewhere, or is he, is he destined to always be a backup? I think Hook, I actually do think Hook could be a starter at some point. Uh, I, I think you give him the time. He's more mature. Uh, give him a chance. Awesome.
2: Solid it <laughs> answers.
0: I know it's a lot. Uh, Steven,
2: you ready for years? Let's go. I'd have to say the biggest NFL news of the day is the Broncos are expected to cut quarterback Russell Wilson in March. You were the first to see this and immediately picked up Jared Stidham in the What's Your Fantasy Dynasty League. Question one, do you think Stidham will be the Broncos quarterback of the future? Question two, who would be a good quarterback for them to target in the offseason? Question three, who do you expect will be starting for them week one next season? Same thing, 45 seconds.
1: Um. So no, Jared Stidham is not the quarterback of the future. Hard no. Um, as far as who to target... Um, I mean, I would probably say a rookie in the draft. Um, I'm not sure how high their pick is, but I don't know if there's a lot of people out there apart from Justin Fields that may be available. If uh, if the Bears take someone in the draft, I would definitely target Justin Fields. Um, Maybe Drew Brees comes out of retirement and teams up with Sean Payton. But um, I I just don't, I don't think there's a lot, um, a lot out there. So I think they, they go for a rookie and just re- restart.
0: And
2: who do you expect will be their starter for week one? Hmm. Oh. Uh, that's,
1: I, I, I mean, I think it's whoever they, they target in the offseason. I don't think it's, uh, I think that's
2: the unknown right now. Okay, so not Stidham, whoever they pick up. Yeah. Cappy. Uh, right, yeah, solid answers. Lots to think about. Uh, I think, yeah, throwing Justin Fields in that mix, um, you know, especially not sure how things are going to shape out in Chicago. Um, I was thinking someone that's currently like a backup right now, maybe like a Trey Lance, possibly. Uh,
1: what has Trey Lance done to make you think that I, he could I'm be the starting quarterback for the Broncos?
2: Nothing, nothing. But like, I, I feel like somebody like Trey Lance that's or Trey Lance spicy. himself could could be an option. Uh, I think it would
1: have to be someone who's like lost their job and like getting another start, like a Baker Mayfield kind of situation, like
2: that. Sean Watson, like
1: Geno Smith, like like maybe the Seahawks go with the rookie as well, but but yeah, yeah, someone that's already. I, I, I or, think I think that probably is the most likely scenario is that it's
2: it's a it's
1: an existing quarterback in the NFL.
2: Yeah. Or. The Seahawks and Broncos trade again. Gino goes to the Broncos and Russ goes back to Cook in Seattle. Mm, <laughs> that would be crazier things. Crazy. Crazier things have happened. <laughs> All right. With that, we're moving on over to MK or uh, MFK <laughs> by MJ.
0: <laughs> oh, let's go, baby. So listen, uh, I, we actually talked about this prior. Uh, my guys are going to be the studs. I love, we I usually talk about some players uh who aren't that good but i love talking about studs this year and of course gentlemen this is going to be about the top 10 players uh owned in fantasy teams going to the fantasy championship okay so it's going to be uh, well let's go ahead and start okay so gonna be the top three and it's gonna be easy i know it's gonna be easy but cmc maybe not raheem mostert and of course Kyron Williams. CMC, I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys go at it.
1: Yeah, marry CMC, yeah. Friends of benefits. Raheem, kill Kyron.
0: Okay, Scott, uh, you have yeah. some uh, uh, extreme, uh emotional... extreme
2: extreme <laughs> disagree. Um, yeah, I'm going to marry CMC as well, but 100% Friends of Benchavits, uh Williams over Mostert. Not even close. Give me Williams over to... Mostert. Due to him being a young and, and not and not having uh, a Devon A-chain uh about to steal the job from him at any second and also what was up with Jeff Wilson Jr stealing touches last week like literally the Miami trio is a huge running back by committee and that makes me nervous and the they've all been there finals. the
1: entire year and he's got
2: the dolphins running back rushing record Jeff Wilson Jr Jeff Wilson was not there the entire year yeah he okay Let's let's pull up his uh his stats for this past week, his snap count and all that jazz and take a look real quick. Jeff Wilson Jr. He had 23% snap share this past week, which was his third highest of the year. Okay? So he's almost getting a quarter of the snaps going into the championship final when you have A-chan and Mostert. I don't like that. I, I gimme Williams for the sole reason that he is the guy in the backfield.
1: Hmm. I'll take the guy that has an abundance of rushing touchdowns on the year.
0: Yeah, I get <laughs> I get this year's Jamal Williams. It's gonna be CMC. It's gonna be Raheem Mostert for me is my friends so with Ben Kyron as my kill. Slim margins, but oh I love it. I love if, the if I if
2: I didn't want to jinx myself because I have Williams and I'm going against Mostert, I would totally do a shotgun bet. Uh but I'm I'm not going to because I know that I would jinx myself. Mm. So um yeah. I wish Dave was here to do a shotgun bet for me. <laughs> Steve, it's what do so you got? Him.
1: So I got a few top... 15 running backs in the year and according to yahoo they are at 176 174 and 172 on the year so very close and those running backs are tony pollard david montgomery and
0: deandre swift oh listen i'm putting respect i I keep trying to put respect on my boy's name Yeah, jameer gibbs been popping off but montgomery's my mary here uh, easy my kill is going to be Tony Pollard and my French the bench fits is going to be um. I'm sorry last who was the last player DeAndre De- Swift DeAndre Swift who uh, like I wish I could do more but I think he's perfect there especially with Jalen Hurts getting the majority of goal line touches so
2: yeah I'm gonna change it up I'm gonna cool. marry Swift, to me French events fits Monty and I'm also gonna kill Pollard. unfortunately
1: and I will agree with MJ going to Mary Monty friends, bench Fitz Swift and kill Pollard. All
2: right. I uh, went with wide receivers instead of running backs. And I actually picked the top three wide receivers from week 16. Um, and I want you guys to do two things. The first is MFK them in order for week 17, AKA championship week. And then B or number two, Put them in MFK order for Dynasty. And those three players are Amari Cooper, George Pickens, and Puka Nakua.
1: Hmm. For championship week. Oh my god. I am gonna go marry Nakua, friends of Bench if it's Amari Cooper and Kill Pickens. And for Dynasty, I'm going to do the same order.
0: Yeah, listen, hard agreement. I'm not. I'm not deterring from that. That those choices, Stevo. I just, dude. I had to. I had to rely on. I don't know. You're just yeah. trying to set me up for pickings, and I just. I love the good. Too inconsistent. Too much uh, like discourse within the team. It, it gives me the EBGBs. And sure, you know what? You started him. Th- the odds are you probably didn't start him let's be honest here. You did not start him in your semifinal and got those points. So my kill
2: both. S- somebody did start him against me in one of my finals and I'm not in the finals because, Oh my, um, yeah, but, uh, no, uh, two, 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 three, four, three. Um, uh, I agree. It's, it's Puka Amari George, um, for both situations. Um, yeah, I think Puka has been the hot hand, uh, besides Kyron in the Rams offense. Um, I don't think Cooper is going to replicate what he did last week. Like I said, hopefully he gets half of that. Um, but no, I, I definitely don't trust George Pickens. I'm nervous as heck if you're relying on him in the in the championship final. And who knows what it's going to look like uh, for Dynasty. He could be on a different team. Um, he could be the guy. He could get replaced or benched. Like, who knows? Um, so, yeah, no, three for three on me uh, for me on that one. Um, and uh, that wraps up MFK. Steven, what do you got for us on Jukebox?
1: All right, guys. So I got a couple of songs for you guys based off of your current situation going into the fantasy finals. Scott first got a song that you probably don't know called Trophies by Young Money and Drake. And it's a great song, bopping song. And in it, Drake says, I'm just trying to stay alive and take care of my people. And they don't have no award for that trophies Uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's a bop um so you've managed to make it to multiple championships due to career games by a few players are you going with your guys for the final across the board or are you going to play someone with risk for the upside in either of your matchups
2: you guys know that uh i'm a four guy true and true and i like consistency i also like recent consistency i'm going with my guys um, james cook let me down a little bit last week but i'm sticking with him for the finals in one league amari cooper had a blow-up game last week i'm still sticking with him this week as well um got a couple of options in what's your fantasy that i could change out but uh i think i'm sticking with my guys
1: mj yeah man you look- were in the finals <laughs> um would you do anything to your team to put them over the edge for a ship?
0: Listen, man, I actually wholeheartedly agree with Scott. If there's ever a point where you have to start your studs um, and listen, and I full on believer that once you get into the playoffs, good luck. Cause that, that that's, that's really what it is. Um, I'm going to have to stick with my guys. Like if I was in a championship, god help me but yeah i'd have to play my dudes man can't deviate from that
1: i appreciate that i'm the same for the most part um mj this song next song for you is uh one of the few originals by the glee cast and it's called loser like me (laughs) (laughs) um and of course like me you're not going to the fantasy finals, Uh Um, in the song, they say hit me with the worst you've got and knock me down. Maybe I don't care. Keep it up. And soon enough, you will figure out you want to be a loser like me. So MJ the year did not go as hoped Mm -hmm. though. I think it was somewhat in line with what I predicted. Um, what would you say is our biggest lesson learned from being a loser and how can people look to us as a model for getting back on that horse?
0: Listen, man. I, the biggest lesson learned is is you you only have so much control over everything. After posting what well, I, if I remember correctly, the highest uh, point total um, prior uh, for the week prior to playing Scott in the playoffs, and flip to the next week in which I'm posting nearly my lowest score for the entire year. I mean you never know what you're going to get. Even though I started my studs, I did not change my lineup. That those were the cards I, were dealt, I was dealt. So I think the biggest lesson you can learn from being a loser is, um, <sighs> you know what? Learn, you know, I guess, uh, I mean, is exactly that. Like just, you can only do your best. You can only do your best. You can only start the players that you think are going to pop off. And even though they've been popping off, Surprise, you get slapped across the face, man. A lot of lessons learned this this fantasy year, but it's important to take note of what you did wrong. Um, I mean there's a lot of things, man, but I hope <laughs> I can go on and on, but definitely uh, you're not you're not in control. You're yeah, only in control of certain things.
1: I think uh saying control what's in your control is a great fantasy lesson, it's a great life lesson. Um, and also just not dwelling um, even though it's hard not to, and we're in the thick of things, but, uh, yeah, I think, I think for me, um, you got to stick with your guys and stick with your strategy and don't try to, to get cute at times. I do think you have to take risk. I think, do you think you have to make moves? Um, but I also, I think you have to go with your gut. And, um, as much as I'm someone who checks weekly rankings and usually goes with, rankings there's been plenty of times where that's bit me in the butt so i think at some point you have to again trust your experience and i think um again go go with go with what you feel and if you get burned move on to the next week and yeah from there Mm -hmm. a great answer and we will move on to next year
2: and move on to fantasy flash Hey, I might be in the What's Your Fantasy Championship Final, but I am definitely not in the Fantasy Flash Final. That's going to be between MJ and Steven, and it's going to come down to the final week. But before we talk about Week 17, let's recap Week 16. Thursday Night Football, Saints versus Rams. More fantasy points, Kamara or Kyron. It was 6.4 for Kyron to 6 for Kamara. MJ and I got a point there. Sunday. We had the Cowboys versus the Dolphins. Over, under, 16 and a half combined receptions for CD and Hill. They had 15, which is under. I got a point there. Monday Night Football, Ravens versus Niners. More fantasy points, Lamar or CMC. This, this might have been our closest one all year 22.58 to 22.1 for Lamar. Steven and I got a point there. So I actually had a 3-0 and week, but it's definitely too little, too late. Um, I stand in a distance third at 17-27. Uh, and 27. MJ is still at a catchable second at 24-20. and 20. Steven is leading the charge at 26-18. and 18. MJ, MJ needs two of three over Steven to tie and a 3-0 and and have Steven go 0-3 to win, but it is not out of reach. Um, our guests... Uh, Guest Kenneth, unfortunately, went 0 for 3. Um, They're now 0 for 6 the last two weeks. Our guest record is 3 and 9 on the year. Okay. Week 17, Thursday night football. Tomorrow night, we have the Jets versus the Browns. More receptions, Garrett Wilson or Amari Cooper. Wow.
0: You know what? I'm riding the hot hand. Oh, shoot. Dude, this is tough. Eh, gosh, man, why do you do this? I'm going to go with Wilson. Gosh, man. I believe in the sauce. I, I don't know. Oh,
2: you're doing some homework, Steve O. Steven, huh? your pick. Oh,
1: I was talking the whole time and I was oh. <laughs> um I'm, I'm going Amari Cooper.
2: God, I also picked. I also picked Cooper. Oh, come, Scott, uh, come on, man. The hot hand. Scott I have to pick his players. I was going to pick the I, hot I, hand,
0: but... Hey, well, I,
2: I got to pick him here for sure. Um, Saturday night football. We have the Lions versus the Cowboys. More total yards, ASB or CD? Got to go CD. <sighs>
0: yeah, it'd be... You'd be... I don't know... But you can't skip out on CD. I have to go CD here too. Choo, choo, I want to defer.
2: Luckily, I had a backup over under three and a half passing touchdowns.
1: Over. Over under three and a half total passing touchdowns? Correct.
0: Wait, three and a half? Three and a half. Shit. Well, over. I got to differ. I I got to, I got to differ. And I know Sivo's probably going to take the under here.
1: I was going to say over as well, actually. Oh,
0: shoot. <laughs> I
2: actually picked under. <laughs> uh, all right, MJ, you got to differ from Steven on this one. So I guess I'll let Steven oh. answer on this one. Um, I mean, I guess you can take the risk that I answered the same as Steven and we can go with a backup. But uh, Packers versus Vikings for Sunday Night Football. More fantasy points. Aaron Jones and Jaden Reed or Ty Chandler and JJ? Ty Chandler and JJ.
0: Gosh, what? <laughs> Ty Chandler and JJ, man. What what kind of I I also picked Chandler and JJ. All
2: right, so, You're trying to bait let, me. Let's add Romeo Dubs onto the Packers side. Three players to two. You guys still taking Chandler and JJ?
0: I mean, Chandler's shown he's the, right now he's a dude uh for sure getting a touchdown, blows what, maybe another floor of 20 points from Jefferson. Uh, I'm taking JJ.
1: I mean, oh. we don't know if Jaden Reed is playing on Sunday. Um he
0: is questionable. Dubs. Hmm. I mean, it, honestly, it favors the three because they spread the alpha the offense up so much. But I got 15 points last
1: game. Hmm. Um. Oh, this is tough, but I feel like they were keeping um, AJ Dillon pretty involved. Oh, Aaron Jones also limited. All right, yeah, no, I'm sticking with JJ Chandler.
2: Uh, all right. <laughs> How about just Aaron Jones and Chandler?
0: Oh, okay. Um,
1: See, well, we, we also don't know that Madison isn't playing. I'll take
0: Aaron Jones.
2: Jones. Jones. I was also going to take Jones. All right. Um, The Vikings don't really have great quarterback right now. So (laughs) I think with love. Um, hmm. What do you mean? They got Nick Mullins, right? Like Like I said. um, All right. We're going to do it over under here. Let's go. Over, under, four and a half total touchdowns.
1: Hmm. Four and a half total touchdowns. I'll take the over.
0: Ah. I got to take the under. I'll, I'll, I mean, I want...
2: You're taking the under?
0: I feel like this could be could be a low potentially low scoring game. That's what I'm hoping for. I gotta take a risk somehow. And I Minnesota defense looking pretty good. You're taking the under? Yeah. All so right. I'll I was right. I was
2: gonna I was gonna move the line. Uh, I'm I'm also gonna take the over with Steven. So I like under times. Steven and I over four and a half total touchdowns. All right, MJ, you got it. Uh, if Wilson outplays or out uh, receives Cooper and uh, under four and a half
0: total touchdowns on Sunday Night Football, you you got it. Yeah, so, man. Well, I'm nervous as nervous can get. Um, I, hopefully I could win something. So, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but listen, I'll go ahead and recap you guys. Uh, big thanks to everybody who listens to our podcast consistently or inconsistently. Any chance you get, we appreciate your support always. Thank you, Scott and Stevo, for uh, giving me your time during your holiday season to record this podcast. Good luck, everyone. who, we, You know what? Even if you're not in the fantasy championship, uh, whether you're in a third place, uh, third, fourth place, fifth, sixth, you're trying to not end up being the last place team in your league good luck this all it always matters always matters baby um yeah huge thing to everybody uh if you have anything to suggest to us please reach out we'd be more than happy to accommodate and uh have some more fun on here i think we're, we're per, you know giving some excellent content i enjoy all our segments if we you can help us if you can help us be more original fun entertaining to you don't be afraid to reach out. Um, Scott.
2: Uh, thank you guys for being awesome. Co-hosts love doing this with you guys. Um, uh, sorry. I couldn't be in the championship with you guys. I'm going to go out there and and try and bring at least one dub home for the team for the podcast. Um, and we'll have, we'll have Jennifer Lawrence on here every episode next, uh, next, uh, next year. Sorry for our listeners. That's the name of our trophy. It's the J law, the Jennifer Lawrence, um, I don't think we will actually have Jennifer Lawrence on here as a guest that, uh, that might be asking too much, but, um, uh, no, best of luck, no matter what position you are in, uh, this week, uh, go out and get a dub and, uh, yeah, best of luck. Stevo.
1: Yeah. Thank you guys for filling in for me last week, or I should say thank you to Kenneth for basically taking my spot as the third guy. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, happy holidays to everyone. Hope everyone had a great holiday and best of luck to those competing in the championships. Whether you're in the finals or the last place game, we had a pretty interesting punishment in your Fantasy with um, having to watch a TV series of the league's choice, um, which will be interesting. I think Charlie currently has that almost locked down unless Mitchell somehow just... I, I don't even know how he could start a line at that is worse than what Charlie's got going right now. But, um, but yeah, that'll be fun to to choose that TV series. And for RMC, there's been some back and forth, but we really got to figure out a punishment since we've never had one. And so people are just tanking like it's no one's business and it's the depths of hell when it comes to these bottom tier teams. So, um, gotta get that, gotta get that punishment going, but, um excited for the the week to come and thank you guys again
0: yeah awesome and thank everybody well thanks everybody again as always for tuning in this has been an episode of what's your fantasy a fantasy football podcast we'll see y'all next time
1: sweet sweet fantasy baby